The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, Run Lake Area Tourism at Visit renlake.com and enjoy renlake.com biz bait the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish that's bizbait.com mark one sportfishing.com my favorite walleye charter on lake erie and bayzedge.com the most luxurious townhomes and the only place you'll ever want to stay on your next trip to lake erie This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Well, I hope you're ready to enjoy today's show and follow me into the great outdoors. On this week's Chauncey's Great Outdoors, we're going to hear from Two well-accomplished college anglers, Nate Doty and Brian Blesser of McKendree University fishing team. They're from Southern Illinois. They're the fishing bearcats. They can't be the fighting bearcats. They're the fishing bearcats. (laughs) They won first place uh, last weekend in the Illinois Bass Nations College Tournament. And they're going to tell us exactly how they did it, what they did, what worked, what didn't work. And there's a lot of good bass fishing in southern Illinois throughout the year when up north is frozen and locked up. They're pitching and winding down in southern Illinois. Then we're going to hear from our friend Brian Anderson. We had him on in the spring this year. He's the tick terminator. (laughs) The tick terminator. Uh, We're going to be talking about ticks that are still around well into the fall and even winter depending on the weather. That's an important thing to remember. Just because it's 35 degrees outside, the ticks are still out there, and a lot of people don't realize that. So remember that. And then uh, we're going to have in our last segment uh, of our show, our outdoor news and fishing report for the Midwest area, along with the most ever popular Aiden fishing report for Western Michigan, my grandson's fishing report, and more. So you need to remember to tell all of your friends to tune in and listen to us on the new ESPN Chicago app that you can download from your favorite app store and to like us at Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors because throughout the week we're going to post all kinds of information from different DNRs and organizations that we get right there on Chauncey's Great Outdoors to get you more information. Can't go wrong with that. Well, I tell you what. So sit back, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the great outdoors with Chauncey. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish... 
Whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. Waterworks knows you're the boater looking for adventure, and you will trailer your boat with that Mercury motor all over the Midwest in the fall. From fall color tours down the Illinois and Mississippi rivers to fishing those great spots in southern Illinois, Kentucky Lake, and more, Waterworks knows you will travel for that special outdoor experience. Let Waterworks check out your boat, Mercury Motor, and trailer before your next fall color or fishing trip. Remember, there's only one place to take your boat, Mercury Motor, and the trailer to have them looked at by a true professional service crew. That's Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills or call them at 708-798-9700. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant, parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Hey there, fellas. We got the day off. What you want to do? They want to stay home and cut the grass? Yard, watch the bumpers run. Oh, hey, hey. Well, let's go fishing. Yeah. Hey, 
fish. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And on the phone with me, we have a couple of college anglers. And all I'm going to say is we need to be playing the song. We are the champions. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, my gosh. we on the phone right now. We've got... Bailey Blesser, is that the right pronunciation, Bailey? Yes, sir. And Nate Doty. Uh, Bailey is from uh, Burlington, Wisconsin, and Nate is from Decatur, Illinois. And these two young anglers uh, fish for the McKendree University bass fishing team, the Bearcats. And this past weekend, uh, they... (laughs) Man, you guys didn't do a clean sweep to school. You guys just kicked bass but in plain english but uh these two that we're talking to bailey and nate uh they just did a fantastic job of winning first place and uh bailey how many pounds was that uh it was just over 19 just over 19 was that a how many day tournament Oh, it was a one-day event. Okay, and so <laughs> one-day event, 19 pounds. There are guys dropping their coffee cups right now. I want you to know that. <laughs> this was how many fish uh, total, uh, uh, Nate? Yeah, we had uh, five fish that went over 19 pounds. Five that went five over 19 pounds. Okay, so yeah. how do you guys prepare yourself, you know, First of all, you've got school, you got classes, you got papers, you've got stuff going on, you got hopefully a little bit of a personal life at college. Being COVID safe, of course, got to say that so mom and dad know that. You go through all of, the, of this, how do you even start, uh, yeah, prepare for this, Nate? Um, yeah, I want to tell you, so school, we're always busy with it, and um, homework does come first, obviously, and uh, I unfortunately had a bunch of homework so i actually didn't get to practice a lot um bailey uh, had the time he got some he- uh, work done ahead of time and uh was very thankful because at least someone was out there you know we went to like a couple times to practice um so um i knew someone was out there like scouting the lake and seeing what was up while i was uh, in the room doing some homework that's called a friend bailey you're a good yeah. guy <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, Bailey, you guys are fishing Kincaid Lake, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, sir. Now, Kincaid Lake is also known to have these large toothy critters. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's a, a really good population of muskies down there as well. Now, did you run into any muskies chasing your bait? Uh, I actually did. I was out there earlier than uh, the week before the tournament and ended up catching one by accident. One is better. I remember a number of years ago, the Bassmasters had a tournament in central Wisconsin. And uh, I can't, I think it was Mike Iaconelli came, when he came in, he looked at me and he goes, Chauncey, will you please tell these Northern Pike to stop biting? Because it, he said it was like every pier and stuff that he threw something, a pike would hit his bait. <laughs> They're getting frustrated. But back to your guys' tournament. Okay, 19-4. You know, Bailey, you got out there. You checked out a lot of the stuff. You were probably hitting a bunch of the areas. Then you did you go to what was one of your more active baits while you were out there? Um, we actually caught the majority of our fish uh, 
using two techniques uh, that were based around fishing shallow grass. Uh, we were punching the grass, and then uh, we caught some big ones throwing a topwater frog. Oh. I, I had a, I, th- that's just my body going, oh, topwater frog. You, you, up north in northern Illinois, we're done with frogging. It's cold. <laughs> They're buried in the mud. But, you know, you get down southern Illinois where they're still active, and uh, bass fishing is going to be like this for another month or two. Now, uh, when you say punch the grass, people may not understand. What do you mean by that, Bailey? So basically uh, the technique of punching, what you're doing is down here this time of year, uh, that grass has been growing up all summer, and it gets into these big uh, clumped-up mats. And what you do is you're... You're taking a big heavy rod, like a 7-4 heavy action rod, and a heavy line, and you're taking a big weight, like we were flipping an ounce and a quarter weight, and just a cross-style bait. And what you do is you flip that big weight into that grass and it punches. It, it's called punching because you punch through that mat and it falls through, and those fish use that as cover to ambush bait, and they're sitting in that grass. So when you punch through, it falls in front of their face, and it's just a reaction bite. They see that fall down, they get angry, and they bite it. Wow. That's pretty cool. Hey, Nate, were you using the same bait? Um, no, I was actually throwing frog all day. Oh, yo, oh, so you were the frog man, and he was the uh, other one. Okay. Uh, let me go back to Bailey real quick here. Bailey, if, if you're punching the grass, as you call it, you get that bait going down through the grass, through you creating a hole, whatever, ounce, ounce and a quarter, you said? Yes, sir. Ounce and a quarter tungsten weight. Yeah, probably knock a fish out with that one. Um, you, so it's going down through the weeds. That fish grabs it. How do you get it out of that mess? Are you using 50-pound test? I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to visualize it. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I was flipping with 25-pound fluorocarbon, which in the bass fishing world, that's about as high as you're going to go in line size. And, uh, we actually caught our biggest fish of the day using that technique. And I tell you, it's a little nerve-wracking because, I mean, when you hook a fish that big, almost six pounds, um, and you have to bring them out of cover like that, you never know what's going to happen. There's so many factors. So uh, I guess you could say that there's a little bit of luck involved and someone's got to be watching out for you to get fish that big out of the grass. But uh, it's one of the funnest ways to catch them because it's so high energy and there's so much action involved in it. Mm-hmm. Now that was a five eight four fish that you <laughs> had a heart attack getting through the grass, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, the two big fish of the day, everyone that uh, these guys caught in their basket was a five eight four and a five three four. Just remember, there are no big fish in Illinois, the people. Just, you know, let, let them go someplace else. They'll keep it all for us. Uh, that's unbelievable. Now, you know, Nate, you're throwing that frog, and uh, I love frog fishing because, you know, it's completely opposite of what Bailey was pitching because everything's on the surface. You're skimming around tops of weeds. You're doing that. Um, don't, didn't, weren't you going nuts just trying to get them to strike it and they kept missing a bait or were you real successful, which is not like me, uh, and they were hitting the bait all the time? Um, yeah, I was actually um, very pleased with how they were biting it. They did not miss it at all. Um, but I think the big thing was I figured out 
Uh, they weren't exactly in the matted stuff. You couldn't, I mean, you could throw your frog over it, but I don't think they were seeing it real well. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of my strikes, I w- I'd work it off about five foot from the weed edge line, and they'd come out in the open and just hammer that frog. Oh, oh, so you were sneaking them out. Oh, yeah, yep. I didn't have, I had one fish that, of course, ate it in the mat, and then naturally it was the biggest one. So, of course, that about gave me a heart attack because I had a real man about 50 yards through a big old grass mat. But uh, other than that, every single, every other fish I had on the frog was just in open water. Oh, that's cool. Now, what kind of frog was it, by the way? I'm curious. Uh, I was using, using a Spro uh, white frog. Just a normal, not a popping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I like the frogs that are a little bit more frog-looking or, you know, uh, soft where you can hit them. Uh, the, the, one of the a lure that I refuse to throw anymore, and it's a fine lure, and a lot of people catch a lot of fish on it, what is a moss boss, the hard moss boss that sits on a, a surface of the water and you kind of pop it across. I've had so many fish just hit that lure, and all they do is throw it in the air for two or three feet, and I drop the pole. I have a conversation with the fish or at the fish, and then I pick up the pole and try to catch another. I mean, it's like I, one day I couldn't catch a fish, but I must have had 50 to 60 strikes. <laughs> yep, just... some, sometimes they just don't want to eat it right, and, uh, but luckily enough, man, they were wanting my frog. Oh, that's cool. When did you guys start saying to yourself, we got a chance of winning this. Um, you know, we were actually never really thinking that. Um, we had those two big ones, and we had a good limit, but we were still wanting to call one more time, you know, just one more three-pounder. Uh, we were really, like, if we would have had that another three-pounder cold, we would have definitely been saying, you know, I think we got this. But you never know for that like that. Kincaid is such a good lake, and they can pr- produce some big bags. And um, so you... You know, 19 pounds isn't always enough sometimes there. <laughs> 19 is not enough. Okay, uh, Bailey, uh, when you guys are, did you ever switch away from punching the grass, or did you try other baits, When you know, or no? Uh, we actually did, believe it or not. We spent some time in the morning uh, fishing offshore in, like, 20 foot of water, fishing brush, t- brush tiles. Mm-hmm. And the reasoning behind that was we knew that I mean, it's the fall of the year. We get these cold nights and cold mornings. Sometimes those fish don't like to be active up shallow in that grass until the afternoon. And that was actually a big key in our day was uh, we had to stay really patient because we fished these on a short spot and we caught a bunch of short fish, but we never got really a keeper bite until 10 o'clock. And um, if we wanted to put our heads down and told ourselves it's, it's going to happen in the afternoon, we can't get discouraged, we can't give up or move away from that grass, we never would have caught the fish that we did. Yeah. Now, you guys are competing against, uh, well, there are 27 boats in this tournament. So that's a lot of boats. And uh, But the, the amazing thing is you, you guys pulled in 19.41 pounds, uh, but there were 13 boats. I'm looking at all my notes here that said flat out blanked. And, you know, and another seven boats only had one fish. And you guys are sitting on, you know, a full a full bucket and, you know, almost 20 pounds of fish. I mean, when, okay, they do the weigh-in, uh, and I'm talking to Bailey right now. They're doing the weigh-in, and uh, were you one of the first boats weighed in or later on? 
Oh, we were a little later on in the land. Oh, were you? So yes, you're, sir. You're just sitting there, kind of quiet, trying not to uh, act nonchalant, like yeah, we got th- twenty pounds of fish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh yeah, Nate, uh, you get up there and they put this on the scale. What goes through your mind? Um, what's going through my mind is, man, we were so close to 20. I wish it was 20. That's what was going through my <laughs> mind. But, uh, uh, no, I was like, oh, my gosh, I think we might have it. And um, some of the other weights were like, you know, five pounds, six pounds, stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, I didn't see too many people weigh in in front of us. So, you know, I was kind of wondering, you know, they were trying to stand back, too. I was kind of, you know, in my mind, you know, it's, it's still not over until it's over. But uh, it was a pretty good feeling, uh, weighing in 19 pounds, and uh, I was just waiting patiently until that weigh in the final. Yeah, because it's not over until the fat bass sings, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it ain't over till the fat bass sings. Now, okay, this, and now I have to say, this goes for for you two guys, and once again, we're talking with uh, two great anglers, uh, Bailey Besser and Nate Doty. Uh, Bailey's from Burlington. Wisconsin and Nate is from Decatur, all going to school at McKendree, Illinois, McKendree University, rather, here in Lebanon, Illinois. And here you guys are fishing with a great set of teams, uh, a great coach, uh, and the whole staff that helps you out there, right? Yeah, you're correct. You know, and then the second place team is Tyler Christie from Bolingbrook and Trey Schroeder from Crestwood, Missouri. And those two guys come in with a four bag that weighed twelve five five. That's second place, folks. Then third place <laughs> was Thomas, um, I think it was Mitchell from uh, Chicago, Nazareth Academy, and uh Coslin, head of uh Poland, Indiana. They had uh what two fish bag for six point six one. So I mean this is like one, two, three, four. Trevor McKinney from Benton, Illinois, Blake Jackson Another one. I mean, you guys, you smoked this whole tournament. <laughs> McKendry did. It's unbelievable. I, I mean, I'm, I'm almost in shock. At, I mean, it just shows you that education, hard work, working together as a team, learning more about the biology of fish, you guys all were had a great tournament. Now, uh, Bailey, what did this, winning this tournament bring, you know, the, the Illinois Bass Nation tournament for the state of Illinois What's the next step? Uh, well, actually, winning this tournament earns us a bid to the 2021 uh, Bassmaster College Series National Championship. And uh, that's not a hard feat to make that tournament. So, I mean, it's awesome to win this one. I'm going to sit here and savor this for a little bit. This is the last tournament we had before, uh, like, a three-month break here. Yeah. So uh, it's awesome to, to sit here and celebrate that win, but it's not going to last very long because... We're competitors, and now that we're qualified for this national championship, we're going to start looking at looking at maps and stuff like that, and studying the, to go there and try to win that one next. Where, where are you going for that tournament? It actually hasn't been announced yet. We should find out here shortly. But uh, anywhere we go, we're going to have to. I mean, these are the best college anglers in the country, so we're going to have to work hard. You definitely are going to have to work hard for that one. Well, I, I can. I hope it's close by because I'd love to go down and watch this tournament. That would be a great one to go to. That would be a great one. Well, Nate, I want to congratulate you and uh, everybody that helped you and supports you to get there. And Bailey, also you. 
uh, because it's a uh, you know it's a great it's not easy to do this when you're fishing under pressure. It's a lot different than you sitting on a boat with your buddies, just kind of pitching and you know winding. This is really you're putting all of your skills to work, and you did a great job. I want to congratulate you both. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for having us on your show. No problem. McKendry Bearcats from McKendry University. Man, well, I'm talking a powerhouse of bass fishing throughout the United States, and Mom and Dad, they even give scholarships to bass fishing. Check out their website. <laughs> Take care, guys. You're listening. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. You're listening to Chauncey. Thank you, sir. On Chauncey's Great Outdoors, you know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, you need to act now. With assembly plants building boats with Mercury Motors on back order and long delivery dates, you need to stop in at Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from Waterworks. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. What's the biggest biz in fishing lures that all the pros know? It's biz baits. Biz baits are soft plastic lures that are individually handcrafted and scented with their special jackum juice that just jacks the bass to strike. Biz baits are made for bass fishing by bass anglers. Not someone sitting behind a desk. So go to bizbaits.com and order the best soft plastic bait on the market for yourself or a gift for your fishing buddy this holiday season. Get them at bizbaits.com. My favorite soft plastic bait made here in America. Go to bizbait.com. Jim Crowley from HookandHuntTV.com shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why to be a better angler and hunter. You will enjoy his approach to the outdoors that will help you be a better sportsman. Watch him on HookandHuntTV.com, online at Pride Outdoor Network, on Roku, and on Firestick TV. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. Ha, ha, ha.
This segment is brought to you by DiamondGhostCharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Somebody say hey, we want some Hi, this is Ski Reese, and you're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Welcome back, everybody, to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And who's on our phone right now? It's Brian Anderson, the Dick Terminator. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Brian, how are you? I'm doing good. Doing good today. Hey, I... It's November, and I'm talking to the Tick Terminator, everybody, or thetickterminator.com if you want to go check out his website. But the thing is, when deer season's coming around, I mean, it's like this weekend in a lot of areas, people have been uh, out archery hunting all over the United States for deer right now. But when you talk about ticks, people think only summer and early fall, and I have gotten ticks on me when I've been out deer hunting in November. Right? No surprise. No surprise. Ticks do not uh, care about uh, the calendar. They care about the temperature. All right? And the temperature to them is around 32, 35 degrees is when they kind of start to hunker down and, and kind of hibernate for the winter. And deer season this year, I'm upper Michigan. We're going to be in the 40s probably. And I, just, I literally just sprayed my clothes yesterday to protect, protect them, uh, you know, for deer season. Because we're going to have, ticks uh, are going to be out. Mm-hmm. If I'm walking through the grass, low-line low brush, stuff like that, I could get them. And I don't want them. <laughs> Nobody wants them. Um, you know, as you were just talking, you made me think, Brian. Some people, me, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw myself <laughs> into this bag. Um, even if it's cold outs, I mean, below 32, and I'm in a pop-up line that's pretty well closed, and I've got a heater going in there to the point where I can take my jacket off and stuff like that. If if I happen to put that over an area that may have ticks in the, you know, grass or whatever that are just in that hibernation spot or they may be burrowed into the ground, could I be warming it up enough to kind of get them excited? That's a stupid question. You know, I never thought of that because when you describe that, that's exactly me too. I have a pop-up now uh, and I have, a, you know, a little, uh, little Mr. Buddy thing in there to heat it up with. Mm-hmm. Now, mine is on a, a platform, just only a foot off the ground, so it pro- probably wasn't for me. But for somebody else, I suppose it could be. I suppose it's possible. Uh, I've never heard of a study done like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's a temperature for them. Yeah, because... It, it could happen. Yeah, I, I never thought of it that way. And and like you said, you know, I got my Mr. Buddy, I got, you know. Uh, and I, I had one friend that, uh, my friend Tom, who, who I've lost... He, his heater only had the medium range didn't work, but it was always either off or full blast. And when it was on full blast, he used to sit there almost in a T-shirt. <laughs> that's too warm. Yeah, that's too warm for me. He'd, he'd uh-huh. heat his sandwiches on his heater. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, of, but, you know, if these ticks are going to be out there at 40 degrees. At, and, you know, yeah. some areas that's going to hit 50 maybe. How, what do we have to keep in our brain? to make sure we don't get these little guys tagging along with us. Even though it's 35 degrees outside, folks. I know 
You got to listen up. This is the educational section of the show. Uh, what should we do to not get them on us? Well, do what I do. I mean, personally, what I do, I literally spray permethrin. I have permethrin that I, uh, that I spray on my clothes, let it dry overnight. That's what keeps them off because, see, permethrin for people uh, that don't realize it is a contact repellent. The cool thing about it is I spray my clothes now, and I don't have to worry about them for the rest of deer season because permethrin stays on the clothes. It actually adheres to the fabric, and it sticks there. And it, and it goes through several washings, and I'm not going to wash my deer hunting clothes, that's for sure. I don't, none of us do. I don't think much. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's not, especially not during deer season. And anyway, so I, I got it for the whole season. Unlike other things like, say, DEET and, and off and things like that, which is actually, actually some DEET, those are daily applications. So this is kind of like one application for the season, which is I like. You know, mm-hmm. uh, We're all kind of, you know, well, I'm kind of basically lazy as a human, and if I can do it one time for the season, hey, why not? You know, then I'm set. But, so, uh, one of the things about permethrin, I had to slow my speech down to make sure I said it, the word right. Permethrin okay. is that you spray it with in your clothes, you take it outside and spray it with your clothes on a hanger or something, right? Correct, yep. Because yep. you don't, you don't want to spray that like... You take a can off and have your clothes on and go, oh, I didn't forgot to spray you then. No, 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 no. That's not good. Yeah, the best way is definitely outside. I know of some people who do spray it on, but, yeah, it's best. I mean, you want to spray it on there, and depending on the type of uh, material that it's spraying onto, sometimes you can actually see it get a little damp and you know, wet, which is fine. You know, you want to get a little wet and damp. Mm-hmm. Uh, the permission that I use is actually uh, it's really cool because it's the only concentrate out there. Uh, that people can buy. You can't even buy this in the stores, uh, but you can get it through my website. And, I, and you can actually mix it based on how long you want it to last for. Oh. So, uh, which is really cool. Huh? You can mix, uh, it comes with a little bottle of concentrate, and then you just dump that into a little spray bottle that comes with it. It's on the website. They can see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can make it last for six weeks or Three weeks, six weeks, 12 weeks, you know, whatever you want, depending on how much you of the concentrate you mix in with a spray bottle, mm. which is uh, great. Some people actually soak their clothes. That's another method you can do. But that's that's kind of messy. It's just easier just to soak, to spray them, you know, with a spray bottle that comes with the, with the stuff. Yes, yeah, spray so, it to uh, the point where you can see a, a, a layer of moisture, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Let's now, try. what about, you see military people have their... the cuffs of their pants either tucked in their boots or taped at the bottom of, you know, I've seen hunters tape the bottom of their pants uh, to the tops of their boot area. Is is that something that helps or doesn't? I'm I'm going to ask. That that would help, yeah. Before I forget it, though, before I forget, since we're talking about hunting here, people have to realize that when this stuff dries, it's odorless. There is absolutely no scent to it. So somebody's saying, man, I don't want to spray something that may smell. Of course we don't. You know, we're deer hunters. Uh, but, yeah, it's odorless. Oh. Uh, I didn't know don't that. Don't forget that. that. That's key. That, as, as we both know, we're both hunters, so we, we want to make sure of that. Let me tell you, explain also to people the way it works. It, it's a contact repellent, okay? Mm-hmm. And what that means is bugs, insects, you know, uh, uh, anything that, that lands on there, like, let's say, a mosquito, uh, they're going to want to get off because it affects our nervous system. Uh and ticks, obviously, are crawlers, so when, once they get on, they start crawling, 
and every step they take is driving their nervous system nuts. It's driving them crazy. And what it does to them, it eventually will do them in, and eventually will probably kill them. But in the meantime, it's driving them crazy. They want to get off. So that's the whole point of this. It's kind of like having an armor on somebody, you know, on, on yourself mm-hmm. to get those bugs off. And the reason people tape their their pants like that, like you were saying, so they don't go inside. I, I inside their, their shoes, maybe in their socks. Mm-hmm. I have uh, uh, normally spray my boots and my socks and then, of course, my pants. You don't even do under, undergarments, you know, T-shirts mm-hmm. and underwear. Uh, but outside stuff, because, you know, if you have a tick on your shoulder, it crawled up there. It didn't fall out of a tree. It didn't jump. It didn't fly. It crawled up there. So I never thought about key things. I never thought about spraying the boots. I never yeah. did. Huh. Yeah. Especially in the spring. Now, this is also, I mean, because we probably won't talk again here for uh, a spring. while. Yeah. Springtime turkey hunters. Hmm. Uh, that is key time oh my gosh if they need permission that is that is at the prime time of the year for ticks we're at the tail end here but it only takes one tick to screw us up and they're out right now like you already saw so uh turkeys and turkey hunters out there man they're sitting in it i mean that's how you hunt turkeys uh and they definitely need it on their boots and their and their pants and everything like that for Mm -hmm. sure think about that also if if people are listening uh this could be a good christmas present for somebody too you know, for a turkey hunter, any kind of hunter, you know, yeah. early Christmas present or whatever, you know. Well, it's it's not uh, just hunting, it's it's fishermen, because fishermen are standing along a, a lake bank or a river bank, and, you know, or they're walking through the grasses, and, and you know, exactly. you, you need to be sprayed down, too. And and this is a chemical that, because it's on your clothes, on the outside of your clothes, on your boots, you're not, you know, like some people say, well, you know, you shouldn't be using, you know, such and such a chemical on your body, uh, you know, like DEET. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there's probably very good scientific proof, but you know, all my children were born with everything that they're supposed to have, and and I used to use a lot of DEET, hundred percent DEET, when I was younger. Uh, but that doesn't, oh, but that doesn't mean I was the smart guy. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't mean that. Yeah. You know, you've got to be careful with chemicals. But uh, you know, so th- this, you know, permethrin is, is is something you spray, and it and it's not just for we're like I said, we're talking hunting today, but it's so much, th- you know, getting. I'm going to say year roundish, except for when it's snow and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because um, you know, spring, f- summer, fall, late fall, late 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 fall with hunting. It's, uh, Fishing a riverbank, sitting on a, a by a tree. Tur- tur- when you said turkey hunting, my friend, you got my interest. Anyway, everybody, we're talking with Brian Anderson, who's the the tick the tick terminator dot com. Write that down. But here we are with um, th- this. My doctor was checking me out for a physical, and he goes, "So, when was the last time you were in the woods?" And I was like, "That's an odd question to ask me." Why? I said, "Why?" And sure enough, just to the right. I should say, just to the left of my right shoulder blade, I had a tick buried in there. And I was in the woods for two days prior to my physical. I would have never told him I was in the woods. And here it is, you know, and he goes, takes my phone, takes a picture, said, hey, look what you you got carrying around. But it's not, the the little bitty tick is what gives you what's called, I'm trying to think of the disease, the uh, Lyme disease. Lyme disease, thank you. Any size tick could do that. They get on you. Oh, any size? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most of the, the small ticks, see, in the springtime, when, uh, I, I don't know if I should go over the whole life cycle here, but 
yeah, the springtime, a lot of times the little ones are coming out in a vengeance, uh, and they're so small you can hardly even see them. The reason that so many people get affected by the little ones is because they're so you can you can hardly even see them. They're so small. They're, they're so tiny. Yeah. So yeah. you you know bypass them. The adults you can see them. So once they get Lyme disease, he could. Well, let me go quickly. They're, they're born. A female gives birth to about several thousand at a time. They're in the form of an egg. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a couple of weeks, they hatch out of the egg. Then they go on their first host, which is typically a white-footed mouse in the middle of the summer. And a white-footed mouse, the pathogens are the germs from the mouse that goes in the tick as they're, as they're feeding on it is what gives them Lyme disease or anaplasmosis or Rocky Mountain spotted fever, whatever. So once they get a disease as a baby, baby tick, they have it for the rest of their life. Okay? They only eat one time a year. Mm-hmm. So then that, that tick then uh, morphs into the next size tick uh, in the next spring. They come up as, as a nymph. And uh, if they got a disease the summer before when they were just born, they have it as an adult also. But that's why the small ones uh, get a lot of credit for giving us problems and diseases because they get on us and we can't even hardly see them. Wow. They're about the size of a, smaller than a poppy seed. Yeah, it's like um, the, <laughs> the head of a pin, you know. I mean, they're very, very, very small. Yeah. Well, that, that's interesting that, you know, and, and there's something like 37 diseases that you can get from there's ticks, I think. There's a bunch. Yeah, I mean, there's a yeah. long list. <laughs> and I don't want I am to- all about prevention, just keeping them off us or killing them somehow, you know, yeah. terminating <laughs> the tick terminator. Just remember, everybody, that w- that's why possums are our friend, because they like to eat ticks. Oh. <laughs> they think they're chocolate, man. They eat thousands of them. Because, see, a, a possum is a groomer, like a cat, where a cat would groom itself, where a dog doesn't groom itself, yeah. but possums do. And, of course, possums are, they're walking low on the ground there, right through tick tick habitat. And uh, they just eat a lot of them, and it's, it's wonderful. Cool. Well, so, I mean, what we've come across is make sure that even, you know, when it's 32, 35 degrees and you think the ticks aren't out there, you're wrong. You need to go out and, you know, get Prometheans spray. You can get it on uh, the Tick Terminator website, TickTerminator.com, from Brian. And um, this way, you know, you or you can, you know, find some locally if you're like on your way to your hunting ground someplace because he can't deliver it to you in your car um but you know you need to make sure you spray your clothes down you need to make sure that you keep every access point that these guys aren't going to get to you because if, once they get on you then you're going to have to sit down and have the book out and figure out how do i get rid of them right yeah that's and, for sure and, uh, and i tell people if they do get bit now when you got bit there uh i'm assuming that somebody was able to uh to check out that bite in the next few days, see if anything happened, or maybe he saw the kind of tick that it was. Yeah. Uh, if it was if it was a deer tick, then it may be a concern. If it was not a deer tick, you know, uh, uh, then you don't have to worry too much about Lyme disease. Yeah. Well, he but, put, he put me on antibiotics for two weeks. He said, "Take these and shut up." <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. It's probably doxycycline. I would assume. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a typical go-to. Yeah. That that's just a good prevention because sometimes, like, say when somebody does, let's say for you. You got bit, let's say it was a deer tick, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't wait a good doctor like that, which is wise of him. He doesn't wait for a test result to find out, does, does, does you have do you have Lyme? Because that will take you months to, to have a, a positive test result. A lot of times they're negative in the beginning because it's not entrenched in your system enough to really show up as positive. Mm-hmm. And then it's too late, you know? So a lot of doctors will put them on, you know, round of antibiotics for a week or two, mm-hmm. and that will kill it in the beginning, and then you're fine. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a great prevention. I'm glad he did that. You're, you're pretty fortunate. So yeah, well, he, so he, help you monitor, monitor that bite in the beginning. If you do get bit, uh, if after a couple of days, if it does act weird, you know, uh, bullseye, ache, if you get achy joints, uh, flu-like symptoms, you know, uh, feeling crappy, and, and from mm-hmm. a tick bite, it's probably not COVID. Uh, it could be the tick, and uh, you know. Mm-hmm. The, around, around the antibiotics, we'll, we'll, we'll do it there. But monitoring that tick bite is, is good. Cool. So, well, uh, once again, everybody, we're talking with Brian Anderson. The the tick terminator dot com is his website. You got he's got tick and lime info, repellents. He's got uh, video vault. He's got all kinds of stuff out there. And uh, he, you know, the man knows what he's talking about because, as you just heard, he's going to be in the woods this weekend on Sunday chasing Mister Deer, that big twenty four pointer. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, out in the in the woods of Michigan. Brian, thanks so much for coming on today's show. You're welcome. No problem. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, you need to act now. With assembly plants building boats with Mercury Motors on back order and long delivery dates, you need to stop in at Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from Waterworks. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Jim Crowley from HookandHuntTV.com shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why to be a better angler and hunter. You will enjoy his approach to the outdoors that will help you be a better sportsman. Watch him on HookandHuntTV.com, online at Pride Outdoor Network, on Roku, and on Firestick TV. Own your own boat and want to make your next walleye trip to Port Clinton enjoyable? Then call Bay's Edge at 419-734-3016 and enjoy a beautiful townhouse with a full kitchen, sleeping for seven, spacious living quarters, a private deck on a huge pond full of the biggest fish you will ever see and catch, all catch and release. But you can also pull your own boat right next to the townhouse and recharge your batteries to be ready for that next day to catch that walleye of a lifetime. 
Once you stay at baysedge.com, you won't stay anywhere else. For more information, call 419-734-3016 or go to baysedge.com and be amazed of Lake Erie's best-kept secret, baysedge.com. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700, Paul's Pizza in Westchester on 31st and Wolf Road, Diamond Ghost Charters at diamondghostcharters.com. HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the knowledgeable sportsman, Ren Lake Area Tourism at VisitRenLake.com and EnjoyRenLake.com, BizBaits, the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish. You can get them at BizBaits.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Well, now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and mighty fish. I was listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoor. On ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Chicago. Whether it's cool or what a spot for whistling light. Everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And yep, this is our final segment of the program. So you know what that means. We have to start out this segment with the most popular segment of the show, I think, Aiden's Fishing Report, my grandson's Fishing Report, who lives in western Michigan. <laughs> okay, I do not read this up until right when it pops on my screen. I keep it so I don't, I really, really, really do not read this. Here we go. Papa, Dad, Sis, and I went to the St. Joe River and saw a whole bunch of steelhead jumping up the ladder in Berrien Springs. That was really cool. I talked to the fishermen, and they showed me what an egg-sucking leech lure looks like. That was kind of cool looking. Dad and I went. Dad said he will take me to see some people surf fishing for steelhead. That might be a lot of fun. Sure sounds like it to me. I made some more. I may need some more stuff because I made need more stuff. I may need more stuff then. Grand River by Grand Rapids. We saw Steelhead up by the Sixth Street Dam when he took me to work with him one day and we stopped over there a little bit. Linda Sue's mom and dad were on the Muskegon River. They said water levels are very low and clear. And when they're clear, the fish are really spooky and difficult to catch. So they didn't catch a lot, they said. Uh, Those putting in the time, they said they got a couple of steelhead on flies, but a lot more anglers just kept casting and they didn't have anything. But they heard that there were a few pike and walleye were caught further upriver by the Hardy Dam. I've never been there. That sounds like it's a long way away from our house. Roger's dad went to the White River and saw a few more anglers out than normal, all casting for steelhead, but nobody caught any. So there must be no fish there. They should go someplace where there's fish. Yeah, Aiden, they should. (laughs) 
we're going deer hunting tomorrow. I'm pumped up, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I'll send you a picture of my first deer. That, 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 maybe, I love you. Your grandson, Aiden. <laughs> All I can say is I'm reading it verbatim. <laughs> Aiden's fishing and outdoor. It's going to be a hunting report next week, maybe. Uh, are brought to you by our friends at Waterworks Marine at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Okay, Lake Michigan. Let's talk about some fishing. There's still lake trout being caught along the Chicago area in boats when they can get out when the weather is okay. When the weather is okay. Otherwise, don't go. It's not worth it. You need to start in Winthrop, Waukegan Harbor area, about 30 feet, maybe go out to 70 feet. Uh, inside Winthrop Harbor, they were still catching some pike. If you walk past the boat ramps, there's a long pier on the north side of the harbor. Walk out there and cast right out straight at the boat slips that are there for the big uh, charter boats. That's where you may find some pike in that big open area. In Chicago, only a couple of casters are out along the shoreline looking for some steelhead and stuff. Mont Belmont was doing okay. Montrose had a couple fish. Diversity was a little bit on a slow side. Uh, and everyone's going with crawlers, spoons that flash, spawn, uh, golden roaches, but the guys with golden roaches that are using them are also picking up a, an occasional smallmouth or pike. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Perch are, though, perch alert, perch alert, perch alert. Perch are definitely picked up in the Cal Park area uh, by the boat slip. You can't fish the boat slip, folks. you got to fish in the park down there. But they're also getting them in the Calumet River uh, and from the boats that way, too, and in Indiana waters. In uh, northwest Indiana, the steelhead are definitely improving in Portage and Michigan City. People fishing the piers took some fish. People fishing in boats took some fish. The other thing is they're out there with their locators finding these humps on the bottom, and they're picking up perch. They're picking up a couple here, a couple there, but they're getting some really, you know, good-sized wall-hanging perch. Let's not pass that up. Cook County Forest Preserves, there are a few lake, and the lake, there are a few inland rainbow trout left in the, the lakes that, that were stocked, but those are only a few right now. Most of them are caught. Largemouth bass still took a golden roach, but not the big ones. Go with the medium-sized one. That was doing a lot better. Go with the medium-sized roaches. And crappies still like artificials and minnows. They're becoming more active. You want to fish around anything that is a little bit of structure sticking out of the water, those fish are going to be hanging there. Uh, my buddies from Blarney Bassmasters were chasing crappie on the chain in 7 to 13 feet of water with some small hooks and minnows. That's always a good sign. Uh, white mini mites. Mm -mm -mm. White is my favorite for crappie and everything else. I like to use a chartreuse one. Uh, bluegill perch are still tight to those seawalls, but they're dropping the water of the lake, and these seawalls are running out of water in front of them. So uh, please keep an eye, and you're going to have to find some of the seawalls that have a little bit more deeper water right there along shore. Walleyes are better along the main lake points, medium golden roach, uh, not the big ones, once again, medium. And muskies, keep waiting. Uh, <laughs> I haven't heard, I've heard some people said they caught them or had a bite, but most people are complaining that they're just swimming past their, uh, the suckers they've got out there and they're, or they're looking at the suckers and like, well, what is this? They'll get hungry. Trust me, they will. Out of our friends down at Ren Lake, Ren Lake Area Tourism, that's enjoyrenlake.com. Fishing is pretty good around structure, 8 to 12 feet for crappies. Uh, I still like the bridges around 154 at Gun Creek, Waltonville, medium minnows, 
one eighth, one sixteenth ounce uh, pink or white jigs heads with the various and whatever color you want. But I like staying with white, yellow stuff, bright colors. Uh, they're catching some that way. Catfish, I'm using leeches around any moving water, or I'm going to drift over the flats with the wind. That's a good thing to go with. Largemouth bass, well, let's just say they're a little bit on the slow side. Um, Benton Harbor area, they're, uh, the river rats are getting a few steelhead, which is a good sign. I like hearing that. And also, the area down by up in the upper peninsula, Little Bay Danaki, <laughs> Little Bay Danaki, uh, they're still trolling at night. But you have to wear your long gotchkeys now, they said. It's, you know, the temperatures are getting cold. Water temperatures about low 40s, getting close to touching 40, 41, 42. Uh, but the fish were all shallow. Some people are using a small planer board to get their baits close to the shore while they were out a little bit. That's a really good uh, way to catch those fish. And at Pewaukee, uh, anglers using suckers and chucking bulldogs. And, well, they're not doing so good right now. But they're still trying. Can't go wrong with that. You know, there's a lot of information, especially uh, with deer season in Michigan and other areas in the Midwest. Please wear a fluorescent orange anytime you're out boating, walking in the woods, or anything for the next couple of weeks. Well, I can hear a flute playing, so it must mean it's that time of the show that I leave you with a Native American proverb. And this one comes from my friends with the Blackfeet Nation. Okay, it says this, life is not separate from death. It only looks that way. Life is not separate from death. It only looks that way. For all those people who've lost friends and loved ones to COVID, old age, just time, remember, life is not separate from death. It only looks that way. Very, very, very true. And once again, I want you to all to download the ESPN Chicago app at your favorite app store. Listen to our show. Just Tap on the little screen where it's got that guy that looks like Chauncey, and you can hear the show anytime you want. Tell your friends about it and have them come to Chauncey's Great Outdoors on Facebook. Well, once again, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, or the fish we're catching. The deer we're chasing. Aiden's going to be chasing tomorrow. We are really borrowing it all from our children's children. We'll see you next week right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors.